Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. Bibles while you're still standing, let's get directly into the word of the Lord this morning. Psalms chapter 37 is where I'd like to invite you to turn with me today. So good to have each and every one of you here, excited about this service and what the Lord has in store for us today. Psalms 37, we'll begin reading at verse number one. Psalmist writes, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. I just want to talk to you just for the next little bit from this title, Committed to His Ways committed to his ways. The Lord bless you this morning. You may be seated. I want to start this morning by saying that there there is a way of God, and there also is a way of man. There's an age, and and many of you are keen into this, know this, that there's an age-old battle that rages between the will of God and the will of man. We saw this um, on full display even when, even as Jesus, the Messiah, was about to take upon himself the, the suffering of the cross. And he went to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he began to demonstrate to us how a son of God is supposed to pray when he is facing his greatest challenges of life. And even Jesus said that if this cup can pass from me, please let this cup pass. But ultimately, he said what we all need to say, and that is nevertheless not my will, but thine be done. And so today, even as I share this this, uh, message with you, there is a battle for the will of man. There is a battle for your will. There is a battle for my will. And, and, and many of you, you know what you want, or at least you think you know what you want. I mean, some of you are probably still trying to decide, hey, are we going out to eat or are we eating something at home today? Just go home and eat it. It's, it's, you've already paid for it. Just eat it. Or some of you decided last night and it's already in the crock pot, all right, that we, we know what we want. Some of you are still trying to decide. I don't know. But, but deep within ourselves, we have a, a will. We have a desire. We have a trajectory that we have mapped out for ourselves. And we today must be aware that, that, that if that which we have planned does not flow in the will of God, then our will needs to surrender to his will. This, this is the goal, or should be the goal of every preacher in every pulpit on this day and other days that we gather together. In every pulpit, it is to persuade people 
to surrender to the things of God. It is to somehow step into the path of some people and say, wait just a minute, which way are you headed? What direction are you going? Because if you're not going the right way this morning, then let the Spirit of the Lord, let the Word of God convince you to turn your eyes to your Creator and commit yourself to His way and to follow His way. This word way, it's actually interesting. It means like a road. It, it, it means like a path. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pathway, a roadway. It is a pathway that allows you to go from one place to another. And as you live life, you will be faced with an immense amount of opportunity that compete for your attention and they compete for your dedication to the Lord. It is important today that you commit yourself to the ways of God. It is important. The Bible says, and there's our text this morning, commit thy way unto the Lord and he shall bring it to pass. I want you to consider this morning what this verse is saying. Commit thy way unto the Lord and he shall bring it to pass. This is, this is the Lord saying that if you will commit unto my way, if you will commit your way unto me, then I'm going to step in and I'm going to do it for you. How many would sign up for that today? Commit yourself unto me. I'll step in and I'll do it for you. Listen, he will not bring something to pass that is not his will. He won't bring it to pass. And yet there are things that are not his will that come to pass. So now you have to ask yourself the question, how did those things come to pass? How did they come to What force brought something to pass in my life that was not the will of God? I'd say sometimes it's our rebellion. Sometimes it's our own stubbornness that we are able to achieve things that are not God's will, and it, it, maybe I'm the only one, but I, I, I feel that that should actually cause us some concern when we stop and consider what powers were behind me that brought this thing to pass. Because it was certainly not the Lord that brought it to pass. It was certainly not the Lord that was helping me to achieve things that were not his will. And so today we have to say that when the Lord steps in on your behalf, he will fight for you to bring something to pass that is his will. And something that is not his will, he will actually resist. So God is on your side when you're walking in his ways. And when you are walking down a pathway, down a roadway, that is not his will, he's actually resisting you. He's actually fighting against you. The scripture says that God resists the proud, but he giveth grace to the humble. And so we understand this to be the case this morning. How many of you have ever heard the song uh, by Frank Sinatra, I Did It My Way? Ever heard that song? Anybody ever heard that song? How many was around when that song was written? Some of you, that's all right. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Brother Frank. But um, did it, I did it my way. He did it, he did it his way. How, how different that song would be if, if the lyrics were changed to I did it God's way. And I, I'm, I know that song has nice music to it and nice rhythm and, and things like that, but I wonder how much different it would be if the lyrics were actually changed to I did it God's way. What, what, if, what if we actually surrendered our will to God and said, God, I'm going to do it your way. I'm not going to do it my way. I'm going to do it your way. I'm telling you, I can't think of anything better to say, especially at the end of my life, than to say, I did it God's way. I didn't look to my own way. I didn't seek after my own good, but I sought after the goodness of the Lord. I looked out over my life and I said, God, I'm going to surrender my heart and my mind and my strength and my body to you. I'm going to be committed to your ways. You see, when you walk in the ways of the Lord, you will have a life that is full of the peace of God. You're going to have a life that is full of the joy of the Lord. I want you to know this morning, whatever lack of peace you experience in this life comes from when we did not do it the Lord's way. Whatever lack of joy we have, in this life comes from by us not doing it the Lord's way. We got to be committed to His way. The greatest evidence of His existence is simply in following the principles that are laid out in this word that I hold in my hands. We can get up here and we can deny His existence all that we want. We can deny Him all that we want. But if you continue down the path that you have charted out, if you continue down the course that you have mapped out, it will always end up in the same type of dire circumstance. But friend, if you will look to the word of the Lord and say, I'm just going to give this thing a try. I'm just going to give this book a try. I'm going to give the word of God a try. Hey, you tried everything else. Why don't you try Jesus? I said you've tried everything else. Why don't you give Jesus a shot? And, and hear me, I don't mean try what people say about Jesus. I mean get in this word for yourself and understand what are the ways of the Lord. What are his ways? Not what somebody said about him, but what I know for myself. You see, it's tempting, it's tempting for some to to look at somebody like a Frank Sinatra or somebody who has achieved success as this world would define it and achieve fame. And, and hear me, fame is not all it's cracked up to be. You look in, at, at, at people in Hollywood, people are trying to get away from it. They get it and they try to desperately rid themselves of it and get away from it somehow, some way. It brings about so much chaos and trouble in their life. It's the wisdom of this world, which isn't wisdom at all. It's actually foolishness. And if you walk in the ways of the world, you will arrive at the place of confusion. You will arrive at the place of foolishness. And this is the temptation. I mean, look at when the, what the enemy told Jesus. He said, I will show you all the kingdoms of this world. And as you look out over the kingdoms of this world, I will show you the kingdoms and I will show you the 
glory of these kingdoms. Each kingdom of this world has a false glory that is attached to it. Each kingdom of this world, whether we're talking about the kingdom of Wall Street or talking about the kingdom of Hollywood or talking about the kingdom of sports, they all have a false glory that is attached to it. See, you and I, we were meant to ascend into the glory of God and every effort of humanity to somehow rise in our own strength and in our own abilities to get to that place of glory and majesty. It's false and it's vain. When you try to do it your way, you may achieve a success but you will not achieve the success that you're looking for. You will achieve a success that is of this world, which is not a success at all. You may achieve greatness, but that's not the kind of greatness that God gives. That's not God's kind of greatness. It's not true greatness. It will be greatness that is of this world, but remember that the wisdom of this world is foolishness to the Lord. You may achieve. There's so much sacrifice involved whenever you go and you're achieving and you're successing in the things of this world. You're giving up things that you never dreamed about. You may achieve a success in this world, so you get the promotion, you get the bonus, but it's after working long hours and on weekends and traveling, and all of a sudden, you get what you're looking for, but all of a sudden, your family doesn't know who you are anymore. They don't know who their mom or their dad is because they were off gathering up their own greatness and their own success. You see how that works in the world? Don't walk in the ways of this world. Walk in the ways of the Lord because when you put the Lord first in your life, when you walk in his ways, he doesn't just make you great in one capacity. No, he's going to give you peace that passes all understanding. He'll give you a joy even in the midst of your sorrow. He'll encompass your family. He'll give you strength to walk in the path of righteousness. He will lead you in the path of holiness when you walk, when you are committed to his ways. I mean, think about the things in your life that trouble you, the regrets you have. None of them, none of them have to do with serving the Lord. None of the regrets that you have. All of the regrets that we have have to do with things that we've done out of our own lust. But none of them have to do with obeying God. You don't regret anything you did that was godly. You don't regret anything that you did that was holy. You don't regret anything you did that was committed to his ways. All of our regrets, if we were to gather them all together, there's not one person who would say, I regretted the day that I looked unto Jesus. There's not one person who would stand up and say, I regret turning my life to the Lord. There's not one person who would stand up and say, you know, the biggest mistake I think I ever made was trusting in the word of God. Not one 
person would say that. Why? Because the principles of this word, they are true. They are righteous. And when you put them into practice, they will bring about the promise that is associated with them. There is something that is so beautiful about walking in the ways of the Lord. Scripture says, and in this way we're talking about it's a road, it's a path upon which you walk, it's a roadway. And so we walk this pathway. The Bible says there is a narrow pathway. Everybody say narrow. And there is also a broad pathway. Now, it's, it's a narrow pathway. Why? Because there aren't many people that are on it. Not many people are walking on it. That's, that's what Jesus said. He said, few, few there be that find it. And so if you're living in a generation and you're waiting for your popular culture to come alongside you on the journey and say, hey, you're making the right choice. Keep on going. Keep on walking in this direction. You're, you're, you're walking in the ways of the Lord. You're going to be waiting for a long time. Because there's not been one generation where the whole generation was walking in the ways of the Lord. It was always what? A select few. It was a few who decided to put their trust in God. But Jesus said, walk that narrow way. Walk that narrow pathway. Walk it. Sometimes it's narrow, church. I get it. And sometimes it may feel uncomfortable. You may feel like you're the only one on it. But hear me today. Walk it anyways. You might feel like you're the only one in your family. Walk it anyways. You might have to duck some branches and climb over some rocks. It might get tough, but walk it anyways. There might be some times you might think you cannot get through, but here I'm here to encourage you. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Don't lean upon your own understanding, but in all your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Walk that narrow way. Walk it when it's not popular to walk. Walk it when everybody mocks you for walking it. Walk the narrow way when everybody in your family is telling you you're making a mistake. Walk the narrow way. And if there's something that is hindering you, if there's something that is preventing you from getting through a particular portion of the path, of the narrow path, then take it off. Side, get rid of it. Lay it down because the most important thing in your life is that you walk this narrow way. You want to know why it's important? It's not important so that I can stand up here and so I can stand up here and say and say I walked a path that not many people walk. That's that's not important. It's not important so that I can stand up here and brag about I live for God when when nobody else was living for God. I lived for the Lord when I was the only one. That's that's not we take no pride in that. We take no pride in that. There's no boasting in that. The reason that we walk this narrow way is because the end of the pathway 
Which way are you going this morning? Because it doesn't matter how it looks now. The question is, where does this thing end up? Where are you trying to arrive at? What is your goal at the end of I mean, I know there are some that enjoying life right now, and they're enjoying doing whatever they want to do, but where does that end up? Oh, I know we're enjoying the party. I know we're enjoying, but where does it end up? Where are you going with that? In this life, it's happening so rapidly. This life is happening so rapidly and on your way to somewhere. We're all on our way to somewhere. Where does your path take you? Where does your pathway end? Let me tell you where it ends on the narrow way. Let me tell you where it ends on this way that is committed to his ways. It ends in life that is everlasting. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to live for the Lord. And the reason I'm going to live for God and help me, Lord, by your grace, that this is true and it remains true. But in the name of Jesus, I'm going to live for him, for the Lord, because in his presence there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand there are places pleasures forevermore. The end of the broad, the end of the broad way is destructive. There is a narrow way and there is a broad way. And at the end of that pathway, the broad path, there is destruction. Let me tell you, it's Everybody's on it. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's on it and in agreement. And everybody is on their way to destruction. You're going to look down that pathway, that broad path, and you're going to see people that you looked up to and that you thought were a success on this earth. You're going to look down that path and you're going to see people that you thought were great and they achieved greatness while here on this earth and they achieved fame and everybody's talking about them and everybody, they're influenced by everybody and you're going to look at them and they're going to say, hey, we're on the right path. We're on the right path here. We're headed down the right path. That's what they'll tell you. You know what else they'll tell you? Hey, we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of history. What we're doing here, we're on the right side of history. Friend, not only are you on the wrong side of history, you're on the wrong side of eternity. The broad path is not a path that you want to be upon. You remember, Jesus wasn't a very popular guy in his day. And if you disagree with that, then just read the last few chapters of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And they'll tell you how unpopular he was in his pop culture. They'll tell you how unpopular he was in his generation. 
Jesus was so hated and despised that he was nailed to a cross. He was mocked. They struck him. They smote him. They afflicted him. Not all of his generation understood him. But guess what? I'm going to walk in his footsteps anyway because he arrived at a place that I'm trying to reach. What the Hebrews say, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Friend, that's where we're headed. That's where I'm going. Please understand, the Broadway does not lead you there. It doesn't. It doesn't lead where you think it's going to lead. I love what the Bible says when it says, seek ye out of the Scripture. Ask. Ask of the old ask of the old. We don't even know really what the old paths were. There, there are some people here today that you were around when there were some old paths. But now we've got, we've got, we've got interstates instead of dirt roads. Things have been modernized. When I was in my office this morning, I looked all the different ways that you could travel from here to Chicago, Illinois. There's a five-hour trip. There's also a seven-hour trip. All going to the same place. Hey, you can jump on. You can jump on 51 and take it to Chicago all you want to. I'm hopping on the interstate. I'm getting there quicker. I'm getting there faster. That's the path that I want to take. And, 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 and we can jump on the interstate, and, and, it, and it is so much faster. And that's the mentality of this day and age. It's the mentality of the prodigal. I want it now. I, I, I don't want to wait. I don't want to go through the process. Give it to me now. Give me the pleasure now. Give me the gain now. Give me the success. Give it to me. Listen, if you walk in the narrow way, you're going to find riches that are untold. If you walk in this way that I'm talking about, you're going to find a city where you'll never grow old if you walk in the narrow way. And I know, I know preaching like this ain't going to give me an invitation to somebody's morning radio talk show or somebody's good morning broadcast. It's not going to, because nobody is interested in the narrow path. But if you'll commit yourself to the word of God and walk in the ways of the Lord, and you're going to arrive. You're going to arrive at the place you are longing for, to be with the one that you have served and committed yourself to. Notice what the Word of God says. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. There is a way but the end thereof. And that's what it's all about. It's about the end thereof. The end thereof. It's about where's this thing going? Oh, I'll just turn it around, Bryce. I'll just, you're not going to turn it around. If that's your mindset, oh, I'll just, I'll just stop. I'll just stop doing this one day. One day. One day. I'll, I'll turn it around. One day, I'll make it to the house of the Lord. One day, I'll serve him. One day, I'll get it to it. If that's your, if that's your mindset, you're continuing to pass exit ramps that the Lord was trying to give you all along. 
See, you're on an interstate. Anybody that's been on an interstate, you need to know that there's some exit ramps that you need to take. You need to take them when you get them, all right? There are some stretches about that old interstate that all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, I'll just wait for the next one. The next one's 40, 45 minutes. An hour and 15 down the road is the next one. There are some spaces between those exit ramps. It's not just one mile here and another mile there and another one down the road. Another one's coming up soon. There are some desolate roads that people travel that that there, there may not be another rest area for another 45 miles. And that's what the Bible's telling you. That's what the Bible's telling us. There is a way. That seems right unto a man. There's a way that makes a man think. Oh, now this seems right. This what I'm doing. It seems right. The direction that I'm headed. It seems like it's the right direction. Hey, just because it seems right doesn't mean it is right. There is a way where you feel justified. There is a way that you feel like, oh, this is, this is right. Listen, don't walk down the pathway of man. Don't walk in the way of the world. Walk in the ways of the Lord. Walk in this narrow way. There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 4.26 says, ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Proverbs 5.21 says, For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and the Lord ponders his goings. Proverbs 7.25, as the Scripture is teaching us about, a man came across a woman who was dressed in the attire of a harlot, and the Lord said, Let not thine heart decline to her ways. Don't let your heart decline to her ways. Proverbs 8 says, Doth not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice? Wisdom and understanding stand at the top of high places by the way in the places of the path. Notice the places of the path. There are, there, there, there are many paths that you could walk and the Lord is telling us that wisdom and understanding stand at the place of the paths. At that crossroad where you find yourself at. At every crossroad, there are signs going every which direction, and, and, and the Bible is telling us that wisdom and understanding are meeting you at those crossroads. Wisdom and understanding are meeting you at those crossroads. Verse 3 goes on to say, She crieth at the gates, at entry points of the city, at the coming in, at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call my voices to the sons of man. And, and everybody is scrambling for riches in 2022. But Proverbs 8.11 says that wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to wisdom. 
Scripture goes on to say the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. Counsel is mine, and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of judgment that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance, and I will feel their treasures. Listen to verse 32. Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, for bless are they that keep my way. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, watching at the post of my doors. For whoso findeth me, findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. You want the blessing of the Lord? Walk in his ways. You want the favor of the Lord? Walk in his ways. You want to make it to heaven one day? Walk in his way. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord this morning. Lord, we thank you that there is a way, and you are that way. Jude, you look at the book of Jude, he he brings about a stinging account of those who have walked in their own way. If our music would come this morning, this is what verse 3 of Jude says. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men. You know, that could happen even in the church today. There can be people that creep in unaware. And the Bible says that they are ungodly men. Turning the grace of God into lasciviousness denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 5, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believe not. And he begins to describe, he begins to describe to them those great sinners of the Bible. Here are some that he points out. He talks about how the angels who left their first estate. He starts right there. The angels who fell. He moves on to Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. He spoke even of when the devil began to fight with Michael over the body of Moses. And he goes on to say in verse 11, Woe unto them. And this is what they all have in common. For they have gone in the way of Cain. 
they have gone in the way of Cain. What is, what is the way of Cain? What is the way of Cain? Here's what it is. I hear you, Lord. I hear you. You said the firstling of the flock. I hear you. But there is a way that seems right unto me. There is a way that seems right, and I'm going to walk in that way. And everybody in my generation, Lord, agrees that this is the way I should go. This is more convenient. This is more sensible. This is more reasonable. And so I'm going to walk that way. He contended with the Lord. The Lord said, where is your brother? He said, am I my brother's keeper? See, you start getting arrogant with God. You start getting arrogant with the word of God. And this is the way of Cain. It was the way of Cain who the angels walked in. It was the way of Cain that Sodom and Gomorrah traveled. It was the way of Cain that the sinners of the scriptures did in fact follow after. And he said, woe unto them that have gone the way of Cain. He said they ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for the Balaam is an interesting individual. As he appears in the Word, he went with the wrong crowd with hopes of gaining some kind of financial reward. And so, here's the progression. They started out walking in the way of Cain. Next thing you know, they are running greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward. And finally, the Bible says, they perished in the gainsaying of course. See, this is what happens. You start along a way, a way that seems right. But the more you walk that way, you, you start to go down into a steep decline. And all of a sudden, you gain momentum. And there is this snowball effect that takes place in your life. And you begin to get this feeling of no turning around. And, and you're running and you're running. And finally, you're running greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward. And ultimately, you perish in the gainsaying of court. And the scripture says, woe, woe unto you. That word woe, we hear it and we're like, man, it seems so judgmental, right? Man, that's really judgmental. Woe. And people hear that word and they immediately, they think, ah, oh, that's, that's judgy. That's judgment. You know what? It's a, it's a simple word that means stop. Stop. Stop traveling down the road that you're on. Where are you going? What direction are you headed? How does this thing end up? What started you down this path? Who was it that sent you down this path? Whoa! Stop! When did your eyes turn from Jesus and turn on the world? 
See, that was always God's concern with Israel. Worshiping idols. He said that they are idols having eyes, but they can't see. Ears having ears, but they can't hear. Mouths, but they can't speak. Hands, but they cannot heal. He's saying, why would you turn to them when here I am, the God, the creator of all things? Stand with me, if you will, this morning. Lord spoke through the prophet Zechariah in chapter 8. It's an interesting portion of scripture, and this is what he says. There is coming a day. He said the elders are going to be in the streets. Older men and older women and children will be playing in the streets. And he said it's going to be a place of peace, a place where you don't have to fear. He said, that's, that's where I'm taking you, Israel. I'm taking you to a place where the seed prospers. I'm taking you to a place where the vine gives forth her fruit. I'm taking you to a place where things don't die. Where I'm taking you is a place of plenty. Where I'm taking you is a place of joy. He said it wasn't always that way, though. He said, I had to resist you sometimes before. I had to prevent you from experiencing certain things because you were walking where? You were walking down the wrong path. But he said, you've done something different. He said this, you've laid the foundation of the temple. And you have built the house of the Lord. And because you've laid the foundation and you have built the house, my blessing has come upon you. I'm preaching to somebody today to tell you that if you walk in the ways of the Lord, his blessing will come upon you. His blessing will come upon your children. His blessing will come upon your children's children. Walk, walk, commit yourself to his ways. Walk the narrow way. Blessed, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law that he meditate day and night, and here's the promise, he shall be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I'm telling you, that can be you today. That can be your children. That could be your home. That could be your legacy that you leave your family. So let your hand be strong. Fear not. The Lord is on your side when you walk in his ways. You can go to bed at night and say, the Lord is on my side. If you are walking in the ways of the Lord, you can rise up in the morning and say, I don't know what I'm going to face today, but the Lord is on my side. Everything's going to be all right. 
because I'm committed to his ways. And maybe you weren't raised in this. I I wasn't raised in this. There are some people that are so blessed to be third and fourth and fifth generation Pentecost. They are so blessed to have such a rich heritage. I'm just telling you, if you don't have that heritage, if you don't have mom and dad that raise you up or grandpa or grandma that raise you up, you can be that person. You can be that vessel. You can be that one who doesn't quit. You can be that one who doesn't stop. You can be the one that commits their way unto the Lord. One day your children will be able to stand up and give the testimony of how I have so much peace in my life and there is so much soundness in my mind. Why? Because I had somebody to show me the ways of the Lord. I had somebody that taught me the ways of the Lord. Friend, I'm not up here trying to preach and and, and trying to rain on your party. I'm trying to down in your party and get in the middle and wave the white flags and say, wait just a minute, where are you headed? What direction are you headed? How does this end up for you? Jesus' name. Would you just lift up your hands with me? Lift up your voice. Come on, where are you headed? Where are you headed? Come on, are you committed to his ways as they begin to sing? Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.